Welcome to the Rise With Him podcast, where we discuss how we can receive inspiration through spiritual experiences. I'm Cameron. And I'm Ashley. And we are your podcast hosts. Let's get to it. About Heidi. Heidi Peterson-Dutson gets enthusiastic when it comes to sharing gospel truths that help people live further and happier lives, better connected to God and the people in their lives. Heidi has loved the gospel of Jesus Christ as long as she can remember, and her life experiences have helped her to know that we can trust God and His promises. She loves the variety of church service opportunities found in Relief Society, Young Women's, and Primary, and most recently serving as the Stake Young Women's Camp Director for the Tula Valley View Stake. Professionally, Heidi works with local and state agencies to prevent substance use and suicide. Her greatest joy is being a wife, mom, bonus mom, and grandma to six going on nine grandkids. In spare time, Heidi enjoys baking, traveling, and finding truth bombs in the gospel library. And I'll add, is my stepmom. So that's great to have you, Heidi. (laughs) So good to be here, you guys. This is a blast. Congrats on your new podcast. Thank Thank you. you. Thank you. Yeah, we're so excited to have you and to hear a little bit about um, your insights and thoughts and experiences with President Nelson's most recent talk. Yeah, excited. Definitely. So we're going to dive in today. We're going to talk about some of the invitations and some of the just the key takeaways that we had from the talk. I loved it. And as I was listening to this again this morning, I loved how President Nelson mentioned, he's like, what have I learned in 100 years of living? And then he said, there's a lot I could share, but I just want to share one thing. And the thing that hit me was where it's like he could have shared so many different things or he could have even put multiple, but he spent his entire talk on the one principle of thinking celestial, which I just thought was super cool because there's so much we could take out of it. I, I totally agree. I think when I think of the Think Celestial, when I think of his talk, Thinking Celestial kind of just puts the entire gospel together. So it's we have faith, we have repentance, we have baptism, Holy Ghost, endurance to the end. And we all see like endurance to the end as the really hard part of getting through life. But then President Nelson is like, oh, it's easy. Just think celestial. And Heidi, I love one of the notes that you sent us was, um, his invitation to think celestial is like looking up to God and living in that way. So do you kind of want to expand on what your thoughts were with that? Sure. I mean, I think first of all, I'd say like what a hero President Nelson is to all of us, right? Here he is 99 years old. I think we're all just like praying, crossing our fingers, whatever it takes, right? To get him to 100 and beyond. Like um, he's so phenomenal. And I found it especially cool. Like this was a point in his life, like he's 99. He had this terrible fall. And he's in excruciating pain, like even says that in the talk, right? And like you said, Cameron, like here he is like giving life's advice and like at 99, if you could say, what would you want people to know? And this is what he draws out. It's pretty incredible. So as I listened to this talk, um, you know, over and over a few times, especially as I was preparing for this, it's like, wow, this whole concept of thinking celestial, and he pretty much says it, like no matter what your circumstance is in life, thinking celestial, having this broader view, knowing the truths that we have through the gospel of Jesus Christ makes things better. It won't make things go away, but it can aid our endurance. It can help bring us healing or bring purpose to our pain, which can be so important. How would you say that living the gospel has brought purpose to your life instead of pain to your life? Oh, I love that. Um, that's a that's a big question, and I've been around long enough. I'm here 
let's say I'm like half of President Nelson's age. That's like gives you a close estimate without getting too specific. But, um, but you know, I, I have to say like there's been times in my life, you know, and I, I think we all sooner or later maybe get times that we're like, wait, I think I, I think I didn't read the script right, right? And it can be especially frustrating when we are trying to live the covenants of the gospel when, you know, none of us are perfect, but when we're doing our best to do that. And I remember at a certain point in my life, like I'd been through a really hard divorce and like, again, like I'm striving, I'm trying, reading my scriptures, doing those things. And a friend said to me, do you ever feel like God short sheeted your bed? <laughs> And, and I've like never forgotten it because I'm like, yes, I do. I do feel like that. Like when you put it that way. <laughs> when you put it that way, yes. But in hindsight, and I think even at the time, right, like um, even through some of those really hard times. In fact, I remember one time as a single mom that like the weight of what I was going through was so heavy. Um, I was staying with my parents at the time, and I remember um, – like it was just a day full of a lot of tears and I remember like I would retreat to my mom and dad's bedroom to get away from the kids and when I was praying the hurt would stop and then I'd get up and go and the hurt would come back I'm like I just need to live on my knees right but like prayer became that respite and it took time and of course we go through hard things and hard emotions in life you know and the gospel isn't about denying those hard emotions. We're all gonna experience grief and times of sadness and fear. Those are necessary things for us to feel so that we can overcome them with the help of Jesus Christ. So um, have definitely felt that in my life that um, you know maybe things didn't immediately get better, but I knew that I was not alone. Um, and every priesthood blessing that I had during this time. And these priesthood holders didn't consult with each other and share notes, but it, it was said in every blessing that there, there were angels helping me to get through those hard times. And I remember just, you know, feeling chills all over and, and that maybe being one of those really short times that I had a testimony um, that life doesn't end here and that our loved ones help us and assist us from the other side of the veil. And so knowing that that help is always there is a huge strength. Absolutely. I love that you mentioned that. A couple like things that I love that you said, Heidi, and again, for everyone who's listening, I'm glad that I get to know Heidi more and more because <laughs> just being her stepson. Um, but I love You're just- bonus son. Bonus I like that son. better than step. That, that's better. We'll say that. <laughs> bonus son. Um, I love what you mentioned about specifically focusing on Jesus Christ and how like Christ is like that strength and that way to to help us or to heal us or whatever it is. Whenever we're going through anything in life, we have somebody that has our back. We have somebody we can rely on and not just Jesus Christ, but I love that you also mentioned how God a lot of times he works through others and maybe through angels and, and things to help us and to support us, whether that's, you know, somebody here on, you know, a friend or a family, somebody, somebody who helps us out um, or whatever it may be. Um, and just his angels to help us through whatever we might be going through and how that gives us this opportunity we have to think about what is what do I mean to God and what does God mean to me which I love how within President Nelson's talk multiple times just emphasizing the opportunity we have to think celestial or to, to have the end in mind and the goal to hopefully one day return to to live with God again and to be able to be with him and to feel peace and how when we're here on earth we have the opportunity to to prepare for that. And it's through the gospel of Jesus Christ that we can prepare for that. So I love that you highlighted those things. Yeah, I love that both of those points just 
um, going back to Heidi, what you were talking about, the opposition that you face in your life, and I love that connection that President Nelson stated. Being celestial, be optimistic and face life with God, but he mentioned, like, as you focus on thinking celestial, expect to encounter the opposition. We know that, just like you were saying, Heidi, just because we are on God's, God's side and he's on our side and he's there for us doesn't mean that we're going to have an easy life. It doesn't mean that we're not going to face opposition or there's not going to be trials. Like President Nelson, the prophet, God's prophet, is telling us we can't expect opposition to come, whatever that looks like. And one thing that I really love that you that stuck with me that you said was how much you focus on prayer. Because that's exactly what President Nelson was saying. He says, as you think celestial, your heart will gradually change. You will want to pray more often and more sincerely. Please don't let your prayer sound like a shopping list. The Lord's perspective trans sends your mortal wisdom. His response to your prayers may surprise you and will help you think celestial. And then he shares the experience of Joseph Smith and when he was in Liberty Jail and just praying on his knees through the hardest time in his life and just going through all of the opposition and the hate and um, his entire community turning against him. President Nelson just says, or God tells Joseph Smith that this will be for your good, just trust me. President Nelson ends on that note saying, our prayers can be and should be living discussions with our Heavenly Father. And so I love so much how you focused, even though you are facing all that opposition, you went through a really hard divorce, and you were trying to keep striving and moving on from that opposition. You, you weren't blaming God. You weren't saying, hey, why are you doing this to me? But you were going to him saying, hey, I know this is your plan for me. Help me know how I can get through this through prayer. That's awesome. Yeah. Thanks. It's, I mean, I honestly don't know where I'd be without the power of prayer and knowing that there's a grand purpose to our pain. Um, and, and honestly, like as trials resolve, and they do, even like the really dark ones, like they, they always resolve. Um, it's beautiful to look back, right? And, and maybe like Joseph Smith did on his Liberty Jail experience, certainly not comparing my experience with his, but all of us have times in our lives that are, are just dark and hard and as we look back on those times we can then the beautiful thing that the gospel does and this human experience does that God gives us is those hard times work things in us right like um, you know when we've lost somebody that we love we know what that intense grief feels like when we've gone through betrayal or divorce right there's certain emotions that you can relate to with people and it's something I'm so grateful for with the hard things I've been through is that then it gives you a new way to relate to other people that are going through the same thing and that becomes an additional gift of the gospel both for the giver and the receiver right that we can find compassion and empathy in others which is one of those you know really important things that Christ wants us to learn our heavenly father needs us to know to come um, and live with him again absolutely I completely agree. I One of the phrases I say all the time, and so Heidi, you've heard this, and Ashley, you've heard this, but I say, God is good all the time, or Dios es bueno, in whatever language I can. Just that emphasis of God is good, and how God is so good that, that he really did send his son to earth, that he sent Jesus Christ to come to earth and to um, to go through everything that he did for us and to, to teach everything that he did for us and to be who he is for us and just to see the complete selflessness of his obedience to Heavenly Father and his love for each one of us um, as God's children as well. And just to to feel how real that is and how whenever we go through whatever it is, we like we talked about earlier, we have people who have our back and we have a Savior who has our back. And he's, he's always there. He's always there for us. He really is the Son of God. 
and he really did go every, through everything he did. And so when we have that, that focus of thinking celestial and thinking of how am I going to be benefited through this experience, and even like what you're referencing, Ashley, that President Nelson talked about with Joseph Smith and some of his experience, um, some of his experiences, how it was all an opportunity to think about how can I exercise some faith in Christ. Um, and in maybe in other cases, as we learn about the gospel of Jesus Christ, repentance and baptism, the gift of the Holy Ghost, and just these, these covenants and these things we can do in our lives to bring us closer to God, as well as continuing to press forward to the end. And I, one of the missionaries I teach at the MTC always says to have joy to the end and just building that mm-hmm. into there and, and how President Hinckley has taught that as well. Life's to be enjoyed, not just endured or something like that. Um, <laughs> so to fill, to fill the joy through it all because of Christ, but not discounting that there are hard things we go through, but those hard things can be for our good. Yeah, I love that. You talked about covenants there and kind of an aha moment I had a couple weeks ago. Maybe it was inspiration. I hope it was. Was just this idea, you know, we've heard, we talk about this like in relationships that we all have love languages, right? Some people prefer words or acts of service or physical touch. But it made me think, um, I think I was in the temple when I had this thought, like, what is God's love language, right? And certainly he knows how to speak all of the ones that we identify as love languages, but it also occurred to me, I think covenants and obedience, right, are, are God's love languages, and that's that's his language that he's trying to teach us how to speak. You know, if you love me, keep my commandments. And he loves us enough to say, you know, come, make this covenant with me, be mine, be yoked with me. Um, and thinking of it in that context really kind of deepened my understanding of like, this is how God um, communicates and receives love, and, and he wants us to learn his language. True. I love that. That's such a good perspective to have, and one that I've never really thought of before. I think it's so interesting to think of God being that, that um, what's the word I'm looking for? involved in our lives with because we think of love languages with all the people we are interacting with all the time right and so when we take that perspective and apply it to god how you were saying what hit what hit is his love language for us and what is our lovely love language for him and how that's all through covenants is just something that is just eye-opening since our covenants really do bind us to god yeah i just think about the gospel and i think about all everything that you both just shared and just it just makes you want to smile and you feel so happy. And Amen. Just thinking about that, Heidi, you mentioned an acronym in one of the points that you sent us as you were reading President Nelson's talk, and the acronym was SMILE. What? Explain a little bit to us what that is. Yeah, so President Nelson defines uh, thinking celestial, right, as being spiritual-minded. And then he quotes that scripture. Um, I didn't bring the reference here, but hopefully we can add it in the notes. But it's to be spiritually minded is life eternal. And if you look at those five words, that's S-M-I-L-E. Um, you know, and and it's so perfect, right? Because just like you said, Ashley, like when we're really processing these things and feeling their impact in our life, like how can we not smile, um, you know, even as we're going through hard things to to know that that very real power is there um, there to help us. Um, and I love that he mentioned spiritual minded too. I um, recently, like through my work, we did a interfaith conference where people from all different faiths, faiths came together and we were talking about how to prevent suicide 
prevention. And one of our amazing guest speakers came from out uh, Columbia University. She's a PhD, and her work for decades has centered around doing the science behind spirituality. And there have literally been science on brains where you can scan pictures of the brains and people that have a connection with a higher power are 80% more likely to be protected against things like substance use and depression. That's pretty powerful. I love it when science backs up what prophets say. Not that we can't believe it without it, but it's just like, I think it's just so cool and validating. And oftentimes we think of spirituality as like, not a crucial component of health, right? We like, you know, um, physical health, mental health, emotional health, but spiritual health and really fostering this thinking celestial and being spiritual minded is just as vital to our our health. It's really understated by the world how important spirituality is. Absolutely. That's a great point. And just like thinking about how important it is, not just physical health, but spiritual health and how how important that is to God, how important that is for us while we're here on earth to continue to take care of ourselves. Elder Holland, I think, or I guess President Holland, um, says, I think it was him, but he mentioned take time to be well so you don't have to take time being ill. Mm -hmm. And I know I've thought of that a lot of times as like like physically and in terms of my my health physically, Um, but it definitely also applies spiritually. And it applies to making sure that we take the time that we need to be with Christ or to be in the scriptures or to be prayer or praying, um, like you're mentioning earlier, Heidi, and taking that time at the temple, um, whatever it might be, to fill God's love. And one of the things, not to go back on this, but I love when you're talking about how one of God's spiritual or love languages is is covenants that we make with him and entering into those, um, as President Nelson also calls it, covenant relationships with Heavenly Father and Jesus Christ, is how he loves us so much we have 20 more temples that President Nelson announced <laughs> that are being built. And just how amazing. important. Absolutely, how important that is to him. And so it's amazing to see just how much these principles can apply in just all these different um, aspects of our lives. I love that. I just love all of President Nelson's insights of thinking celestial and just often try to self-reflect and think, what does that mean in my life? And how can I see thinking celestial help me come closer to Jesus Christ? And what type of things do I need to do or can I start doing or stop doing to do better at acting on President Nelson's invitation to think celestial? Because that's what it is, right? He's inviting us to think celestial and that is can be so vague and look so different for every single person. And so Heidi, how would you say his President Nelson's invitation of thinking celestial um, looks like in your life? Yeah, thanks for this question. And, you know, as I was preparing for this, You know, I think we could go a lot of different ways with this. And like you said, I love that it's so individual. And I think we also have to be careful to not, like, take it just as trite advice. Like, when we hear something so much, it's like, oh, think celestial, you know, like, la, la, la. But, like, you know, you go under the surface of that. And and if we pray, like, to know, like you said, what, what do I need to start doing? What can I stop doing so that I can build this capacity to think to think celestial and to receive those blessings. One of the things I've recently um, tried to do better at, because we're all works in progress, and I actually got this inspiration off of social media, off of like a reel one day, and it was one of our um, Christian friends from another denomination, 
And she was sharing over social media an, an acronym for prayer. We got lots of acronyms today. But this one like was kind of life-changing for me um, as it applies to prayer. So her acronym is P-R-A-Y. And I don't know about all of you, but like sometimes when I kneel down to pray, right, if I'm too tired, then like, you know, pretty soon I'm asleep or like if I'm too busy then like I'll start talking to Heavenly Father about something and then it's like oh yeah and I got to do this and this and this and like right distracted and all of a sudden I'm like oh sorry um so this this acronym has really helped me to stay more focused and in fact something else I've I've started to do is to set a timer for my prayers not that like ding time's up sorry but like I can focus for this much time, whether that's five minutes, 10 minutes, 15 minutes, to, to set aside that time and say, this is my time with God. And if that timer goes off and I'm still praying, that's great. I can push stop and just keep going. It's but a good time to snooze just, the alarm. Yeah, <laughs> yeah there you go. Um, but just, you know, that concentrated time. And there's something about that that just helps my brain focus. Like, come on, Heidi, you can do this for this amount of time. But then she talks about this. So, so there's a step in prayer and you do these sequentially and the first one is to praise God and I love that word and that's a it's a part of our doctrine that we believe in praising God that sometimes look looks different than our other Christian or evangelical friends but sometimes I think we can learn from them because they're so good at calling out the many adjectives that God is right like look what amazing miracles you did for me today and back to the love languages if we think about how good it feels from somebody that we love to hear a specific compliment that's a lot better than like hey you're great like but like wow i really noticed how you did this for me today like i loved that sunset on the way home and i felt your spirit in that and thank you so much for creating that beautiful sunset or for putting that friend in my path or whatever specific thing it is when we take time to compliment and praise god specifically i think he really loves that and i think in turn um it helps us remember and feel that gratitude which is a great launching point for any spiritual practice right is to put our heart and mind in that in that frame of gratitude so p is for praise r is for repent right and we know from president nelson he reminds us all the time and prophets since the beginning of the time have done this that daily repentance um brings us joy and that usually, you know, sometimes like we stop at repentance and like our soul's just like, oh, got to look at the stuff I don't do well. That does not feel like joy, right? And so they remind us constantly that like we don't have to be perfect to approach God in prayer. Prayer is an opportunity to go and say, okay, where could I have done better? Oh, yep, yep. Maybe I gossiped. Maybe I did the thing that I told myself I was never going to do again. But because of the grace of Christ, like as we turn that over to him, we can come away from repentance through prayer stronger, enabled with his grace to, to help us. And it doesn't mean we'll be perfect from here on out. That's why we've got to repent every day. So to make repentance part of, of our prayer practice, that's number two. A then is to ask. We usually get to ask a lot sooner in our prayers than, um, than maybe we should, right? But to ask in faith, um, and the scriptures also tell us, you know, we should ask in accordance with God's will for us. So we need to be thoughtful about what we're asking for. Um, 
you know, I was talking to my husband the other day, um, Cameron's dad here, and you know, he is a good man. And you know, we're just talking about how sometimes we ask why, like, you know, oh, why do I do that? Or what did, you know, and, and it just made me think, I'm like, you know what? I've asked why, but like God never answers the why. He never says, cause you're an idiot. He just, he just, he doesn't answer that question. And I think it's because, or I've found that he has it. But if I turn that into what can I learn from this or what do you want me to do next, those answers usually come a lot quicker than, than with the why. So, so we need to be thoughtful in what we're asking God. And then the why is super important too, and that is to yield our will to God's. And if we think of the Lord's Prayer, right, that's that last line, not my will, but thine be done. And so we're asking in faith, and the whole purpose of prayer, the Bible dictionary tells us, is to align our will to God's. Um, and so that's kind of that part in the end, like, okay, I've done my best here, but Heavenly Father, you know better than I do. I trust you. I trust your timing. Um, and I and I trust your will in my life. So P-R-A-Y, I just, that has kind of revolutionized the way that I approach prayer and has helped me think celestial. Amen. Amen. <laughs> Mic drop. <job. laughs> That's awesome. Absolutely. Yeah, thank you so much for sharing that, Heidi. I, I love everything that you shared. And just, I guess, a follow-up question that came to my mind, just maybe for anyone who's listening who maybe is striving to find how they could trust God and put Him first in their life, what advice, like, what have you found in your life that has helped you in those moments of prayer to yield to God's will and to trust Him um, that maybe could be to the benefit of anyone who's listening or to me because I can use it too. So. <laughs> uh, let's see because this is a work in progress right um, and it can be hard I think I'd start there like it can be hard but I think what I would say is give it a try right like give it a try whatever you're going through right now in life um, you know I've just found that when we take that to the Lord express to him that it's hard express to him our desires and then I would say, you know, back to what President Nelson said about having a living conversation. Express that to him and then be quiet and start writing. Just start writing any thoughts or impressions that come to you. And in fact, if, if you haven't tried this before, sometimes like if I can't get the words out, sometimes we're really emotional when we're going through hard times and it's hard to get the words out. It can be a great exercise to write a prayer just write it and you can like you can scribble you can like do whatever you want in your writing and then and then listen and record some of those thoughts and impression um elder richard g scott gave a great talk about that where he he talked about how he did this in prayer and then he'd get an answer and he wasn't done yet because he'd say what else um, and he would just record until he felt like he just juiced everything out that the spirit had for him um, and I have experienced that in my life. Um, and probably the sweetest experiences with that have been through some of the darkest times in my life. And that probably isn't because it's not always there, but because I was more desperate for it. And I think that's a lesson for us too. When we take time, whether things are good or hard in our lives, um, that we can receive inspiration um, from God that way. So try it, try trusting him and then look back in hindsight and see how he works miracles in your life because because he just does it's amazing it is so amazing one thing that you you have repeated as we just talked about um this whole thing of, uh, on president nelson's on his talk is just that 
it's a progress. It's a work in progress, and that's what life is. It's not something that we just are able to check off all the boxes and, hey, we completed everything we needed to do, but we're all in work in progress, and um, we're not going to ever reach perfection on this on this earth or in this life, but we can keep progressing, and we can rely on Christ to keep progressing. And one way that, Heidi, you mentioned that you do keep track of how you are progressing is you you set that time, right? You set that goal. And I think that's how it all starts with, we, we mentioned thinking celestial can be so big and so big, but I think that gives us room for all of us to individualize how can we apply it into our lives personally. Um, and I just have loved everything that you have shared and we just wanna echo President Nelson's invitation to, to think celestial and write down what that means in your life and act on it, to act on the things that he set and to set those goals so that you can come closer to Jesus Christ by thinking celestial. Agreed. Amen. I One of the biggest things, just as we've been talking, is just this understanding that thinking celestial is a lifelong process. And there's so much to learn here. There's so much we could talk about. And I, I agree with what Ashley just said. And thank you again, Heidi. I love the, um, the thoughts and the truths that have been shared and just how important it is, like President Nelson said, to think celestial in our lives and to find what what does that mean and then to do all we can to apply that and so I love what we've talked about today of maybe some of the ways we can and <clears throat> some of the things that that does mean I I guess just kind of I know we're short on time so as we're starting to to come to a close here I just want to I mean I love President Nelson I love how amazing he is and I just want to take a second to testify of him first of as a prophet of God um, who points us to our Savior and testifying of the reality of Jesus Christ as well um, one of the quotes that he said, and he'll follow this up in, in the next um, paragraph in the talk, he mentions Jesus Christ, and he mentions Christ as our Savior. He mentions Christ as the Holy One of Israel and as the Lord, and I love how he just uses all these different names or titles for Christ, testifying of him, but before that, he even prefaces it by saying kind of what this is all about and where the, these thoughts came from. He says, I have learned that Heavenly Father's plan for us is fabulous. And I love that President Nelson, almost 100 years old, is using the word fabulous. He's, he's, and he he's, used it several times yeah. in there. It's like, fabulous. He's connecting with, with all of us. Um, and he says that, so Heavenly Father's plan for us is fabulous. That what we do in this life really matters. And that the Savior's atonement is what makes our Father's plan possible. And I love those three just direct truths that he teaches there. And, and how that is the, the root of everything we've talked about today. It comes back to to how much Heavenly Father and Jesus Christ love us and how much they want us to, to be blessed and they want us to find joy in life and they want us to learn from our experiences in life. And especially, they want us to, to pray. They want us to, to do those things that will bring us closer to them or go to the temple like we talked about earlier. Um, and again, I love what you were sharing, Heidi, about trusting or just trying it, trying it out, trusting the Lord and writing things down and just how much that can start to bring in the enabling power of Jesus Christ and his atonement into our lives. Yeah. And I love that. And thank you again, Heidi, for driving all the way up here and visiting us to um, to record this and to teach us everything that you've learned from President Nelson. This has been such a blast. Um, and, you know, this is teaching me something else. Like, take the time, go talk to somebody about what thinking celestial means to you. Because, like, this has definitely True. made my day, right? Like, we're, <laughs> we're all here with big, cheesy yeah. grins right now. Like, just... Talking about these truths like brings happiness and makes it easier to think celestial. So be another thing our listeners, your listeners could go do is just go talk to somebody about about these beautiful concepts. 
Absolutely. Well, to end, we just want to ask you one more question, and um, that is, as you read this talk, President Nelson's talk, Think Social, and as you shared with us the things that you've been doing to act on it by praying and making, having that more sincere prayer, how has acting on President Nelson's invitation to Think Celestial brought you closer to Jesus Christ? You know, the Spirit is an amazing thing, and something that I've come to know about the Spirit is whenever we turn our hearts and our face to Him, you know, even just taking the time to say, like, God, are you there? Or to say, God, what, what do you think of me today? If we can just stop and sit in the, the beautiful silence of that and receive the thoughts or the feelings that God have has for us, he's so eager to help us not just hear that he loves us, but to flood our hearts and our feelings um, with that love. Um, and he has done that for me time and time again, um, which I'm, which I'm just so, so grateful for. Um, we're so blessed to have the gospel of Jesus Christ again. I don't know where I would be without it. I'm so grateful for these truths and again, for the treat to talk to you guys about these things today. Awesome. Well, thank you so much again, Heidi. We're grateful for you and grateful for everyone who's listening. You're all amazing. So go think celestial. Thanks for joining us on the Rise With Him podcast. We want to invite you to follow through with the invitations from conference and from the Spirit. We testify that Christ lives. He is our Savior and Redeemer. He has again called prophets and apostles to lead and guide today. In closing, Elder Bednar states, As you appropriately seek for and apply unto the Spirit of Revelation, I promise you will walk in the light of the Lord. Sometimes the Spirit of Revelation will operate immediately and intensely, other times subtly and gradually, and often so delicately you may not even consciously recognize it. But regardless of the pattern whereby this blessing is received, the light it provides will illuminate and enlarge your soul, enlighten your understanding, and direct and protect 